Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. ancient kingdom with legends of violence, cruelty, and torment in its blood. Join your hosts, Ross, John, and James, as they bravely tread where few would dare. Witness their journey into the horrific history of British horror. They are... The General Witchfinders. So we're back, ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls. Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New 2024. Year! Twenty twenty four. Wow! Oh, well, it is future. Yeah, because it's ha- it, it's not twenty twenty four yet, James. Because no, it's, it's, it's still it's, it's oh, ticking oh, oh, I see. down. We're ticking oh, down. Oh, happy twenty. By the time you listen to this, it probably might be. 24. <laughs> where are, where are we on the tickometer now? Oh, so look. Uh, I will edit this in at the end to say exactly. <laughs> so it ends at midnight. <laughs> So where are we on the tachometer? <clears throat> um, about 28 minutes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. On that bombshell. 
Hope it's better. Well, the same <laughs> when I do it. Sorry, go on, James. Go on. All right. Yeah, go on, James. Where are Happy we now? Happy New Year. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I thought we'd already done this bit. I thought we were no. doing this. No. All right, go on then. No, no, no. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, James. <laughs> no. Thank you. Happy New Year, John and Rod. <laughs> Welcome back to the forty-first episode of the General Richfinders podcast: colon part two. Wow. Um, I, hang I'm on. Ge- mm. What? Which episode number, James? We're 41. Still, yeah, we're both, they're both 41, which is part one and part two. That's why I, okay. I, I gave it dramatic pause before 41A Christmas. and 41B, I yes, guess. Exactly, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm James in Bournemouth in southern England. I'm still John Fountney. Uh I think. I'll just check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm in it. South Wales, which is still in the south of Wales. And it's the very last few hours... Dear listener of 2023. Wow. I was going to say over your life. And I'm... It <laughs> feels like. Yeah, he's going to regenerate at midnight. <laughs> or bi-generate. I'm um, Ross in Dorchester in Southern England. And this time we watched BBC Ghost Stories for Christmas, The Treasure of Ross Abbott. No, Abbott Thomas. <laughs> the Treasure of Albert what Thomas. An, what an atmosphere. <laughs> Sorry. That'd be a great song to like see the new year. And we're probably... Always. Mm. Absolutely. We should expose another plate, I think. Oh, dear lad, as many as you know. Ad speechit de celis ut abscondita vidiet. He looks down from on high to see what is hidden. Can that be a text? It certainly sounds like one. Unfamiliar to me. Habent investimente suis scripturum quam nemo novit. They have on their vestments a writing which no man knoweth. Well, if that's a text, it's not very edifying. Oh, not all texts are edifying. Super lapidem unum septem oculi sunt. Upon one stone are seven eyes. Right, so The Treasure of Abbott Thomas is a supernatural drama produced by the BBC as part mm. of the A Ghost Story for Christmas series. Once again, directed by Lawrence gordon Clark. the screenplay was written by John Bowen, writer of the series The Guardians. In a de- declining England of the 1980s, the UK is broken up and England is ruled by a fascist military force. But we talked oh. about this in a previous episode. That sounds yes. good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this, yeah. although it's worryingly prescient, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, with uh, an atmospheric musical score by Jeffrey Bergen, who also yeah. created the music for the BBC Narnia series and oh. Monty Python's The Life of Brian. It is based on the 1904 short story, The Treasure of Abbott Thomas, by the Mr. aforementioned James. Mr. Yeah, the aforementioned legend of the podcast, M.R. James. And the drama was originally broadcast on December, the, on December the 23rd, mm. 1974. Okay, before oh. we go further, 1974, Christmas number one. This, this Slade. is... Slade. Oh, Slade. Almost. That was the year before. It's 1973. Wizard. No. No. That oh. was... Mud, lonely this Christmas. Oh, oh it'll be lonely, lonely this, Christmas this Christmas without you to hold. To hold. <laughs> it'll, it'll be, be lonely cold, cold, this Christmas. Now, uh, right, now, what's amazing about that, dear listener? And again, here comes another one-star review. But the best thing about that, the top of the pops footage, 
yes. is Les Gray, the lead singer of Mud. <laughs> During his singing performance, he gets a... out ventriloquist. He gets a ventriloquist yes. dummy out. And I thought, you wouldn't get your M&Ms doing that today, would you? <laughs> no. You wouldn't get... You, you wouldn't get... <laughs> You, you you wouldn't get oh what's his I've already, um what's his name the the, the annoying one, one. Uh, you wouldn't get Ed Sheeran doing that today no. would you breaking you wouldn't out get Stormzy say, yeah, stars were different rapping to you wouldn't get Stormzy dummy seventies pop no no the whole the mm. whole wizard Slade thing again this is one for the teenagers the amazing thing is is that that was like the Blur and Oasis of its day yes. wasn't it they they that was Merry Christmas yeah. everybody and I wish it could be Christmas every day was released in the same year wow they went head to head what you know blimey incredible scenes and one of my favourite things is of course. Being a man descended from the Midlands, you know, both of them, Midlands powerhouses of pop. Yeah, um, yeah, Wizard yeah. And Slate. yeah. But the best bit is that, that I really love is I remember reading a thing saying that Roy Wood of Wizard, he basically got kids from a Birmingham primary school in to do the, do, do like, do, do the singing at the end. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's really brilliant. You can really hear their brummy accents if you listen closely. <laughs> Yeah. When the snow starts falling in the band begins to play. Amazing. Listen out for it. You'll never unhear it. And, no, and, and then in the account that I read, apparently at the end, Roy Wood was in tears at how good it was. And he oh. went, kids, where are we going to get? And they all went, number one. Oh. <laughs> he felt it was like the achievement of his life. Amazing. Awesome. Oh, man. I, I could talk about Roy Wood for, for, for ages. The man's were like, yeah. all right, okay, okay let's, let's move swiftly on. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry, everybody. Right. So the drama. Oh dear. Sorry. I've I've moved the script in the wrong direction as well. The <laughs> drama starred podcast hero Michael Bryan as the yes. Reverend Justin Summerton, and you know he right, is indeed. Fuck it out. Destroyed our listeners' He's eardrum. Awesome. He's he's back yeah. and he's awesome. As listeners will remember, Brian was one of the stars of the classic BBC television play The Stone Tape, made only two years oh. excuse me, made only two years previous to his appearance yeah, yeah. in this film. He looks so much older in this, which doesn't he? He does look a lot older. He does. In, in which he played the leader of a team of scientists who investigate the ghost sightings in a brooding gothic mansion. This film also features Paul Lavers as Peter, Lord Dattering, who apparently appeared in the fourth Doctor adventure, The Androids of Tara. Who fans? Uh, Fr- Frank Mills as Mr. Tyson, known for being considered for the role of one of the security guards in the film Life. <laughs> apparently, so that is what Ross, he's known where for. Where did you dig that's that the, out? That's the only piece of trivia about him on IMDb, that he was considered for like a, oh. a very small oh part in Life. The one, the one that offered her a biscuit, what, the, the, maybe. The, the yeah. Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear right re- please refer to earlier episodes um john harrington as abbott thomas who had small roles in the television versions of quatermass 2 and quatermass oh, in the pit yeah. as well as the do- two doctor who uh, t- tv stories as rinmol in the daleks master plan and jim holden in colony in space oh, yeah then also featuring Sheila Dunn as mrs tyson and virginia balfour as lady dattering they also appear in the film although james's original st- story was set in germany for budgetary reasons the television version was relocated to england mm. clark used the grounds of wells cathedral in Yay. somerset for the entrance to the well where abbot thomas hid his treasure wells cathedral chapter house and its adjoining steps were also used in various scenes and i think probably of some interest to 
either international viewers or maybe even British viewers. That is where Edgar Wright filmed Hot Fuzz yes. as well. So there's, yes. you know, if, if you're a fan of Hot Fuzz, same location. So that's the ch- um, that's where Adam Buxton got killed in his in the homage to the Omen. Yes, the, the bit falling off the ceiling on Wales Cathedral. Yes, and the whole thing's like a bit of a, a nod, isn't it, to, to British horror? Yes, mm-hmm. even though it's a crime film. But anyway, anyway, beyond that, right? So regarding the treasure of Abbot Thomas, Clark recalls John Bowen's script took some liberties with the story, which made it for the better. I think it's really quite a funny story until it gets nasty. Although the threat is <laughs> always there. James had a mordant sense of humour, and it's yes. good to translate that into cinema- cinematic terms when you can. I always wanted to do a medium scene, and John came up with a beauty. <laughs> I just heard myself echo back then, but that's fine. Yes, <laughs> slightly. So yes, there we go. So we open with this um, with some orgasmic lady noises, which, yes. I, which I was a bit worried about um, the kids hearing. So I had to put, strange, uh, wasn't it? I had yeah. to switch over to headphones when um. Yeah, it's a way to get the viewers' oh, um, attention on the twenty third of December, nineteen seventy four, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> but we do have like a, a, a uh, the seance scene, which, as mentioned, there wasn't in the story, um, mm. and we have a couple of um, charlatans who are trying to uh, hoodwink a uh... not the pop group. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Burgess. Yeah, it wasn't Tim Burgess and um, another one. <laughs> I don't know any of the other charlatans. <laughs> well, I, I remember Rob Collins, but he died just before Ned. He's the one that died. Yes. Maybe he's the one they're trying to contact. Yeah, maybe it was. Oh, country boy. Is that the worst? <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on. <laughs> right, uh, you can, you can so hear the uncertainty in my voice as I was starting <laughs> to say <sing. laughs> Country boy. <laughs> oh, Tim Burgess can uh, sleep soundly tonight. Is, is, uh, position's not under threat. Um, so, it, this, so this story, it changes the time period, I would say, mm. and the setting. And in some ways, it's, I mean, it totally divorces itself from the M.R. James original, mm. but it creates something which is equally kind of valid and that's quite unusual in in a adaptation because mm. the stuff that's added and kind of put into it really does kind of propel it along, along a different kind of uh it's in a totally different wavelength to the original the the mr james story is my, one of my least favorite mr james stories it's quite boring and a bit formulaic um mm. But I think the addition of the seance stuff here, and as James has said, as James said last week in our <laughs> Christmas Eve episode, um, the way that um, we set up the the um, Michael Bryant character as the man of reason in this, and mm. the way he debunks the seance mm-hmm. makes it all the more kind of horrifying for him because the revelation of what comes to him as the when he finds the treasure, that's that's the kind of. I think that makes more sense because in the in the um, in in the original M R James story, you don't have that kind of frisson of the the um, rationality versus the the horror aspect. Mm. Whereas I I think this is one of my favourite stories because oh, really? I, I like the aspect, the kind of like the treasure hunting aspect of it. It, it kind of Indiana Jones esque. 
kind of like yeah. well i put yes. i put down down like it's like an it's 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 like the da vinci code oh. more, more, than, more than anything else yes yeah, it's kind of like a, a proto da vinci code well yes. ahead of its time yes so essentially we have this sort of added on bit of fluff like to put put that him in, or, or someone who is a uh, a rational um clever uh, person who can see through tricks and work things out because essentially mm. there's this uh, a a couple uh, a medium um, mm. couple who are kind of preying on a uh, like a, a rich lady who's um, who is it has died was it mm-hmm. his, was it a husband husband yeah, yeah. Uh, her husband yeah and they kind of have this whole thing where um, they got the sound of birds coming because it's something to do with the spirit of the um, of the air so they've got this bird song playing yeah. in the room um and they're, then they're talking to this uh long dead clergyman um and then uh michael bryant starts talking in uh ancient sort of norman french and, and latin, latin. Well. He, he, he he absolutely burns them doesn't he yeah. he, uh, yeah. he debunks them magnificently yeah and <laughs> smacks them on the back of the head so that the little whistle he's got the back of his throat which he's making the bird song with pops out it was, yes it was fantastic Aha! And we have the interesting aside, like they're like, oh, and once again, they go out of their way to say, you know, I'm a rational man. I will follow the evidence. And they say, oh, but you're a man of God. And in this one, he says, yes, well, you know, most most academics at Oxford and Cambridge in that time are men who have taken holy orders. And of course, you know, without turning this normally fun and breezy podcast too seriously, as I often explain to my students sometimes, I was like, well, that is often, if you weren't rich, that's how you got educated in a time before a classical education. Because I remember like um, learning various things about how um, like the monasteries, uh, their role before Henry VIII had them all shut down is that, you know, these were like like civic centers. You could go and get beer from them. Mm. You know, they kept lots of cattle there. And the monks who worked in these monasteries would educate the poor and mm. teach them to read and write. And so chances are, if you did, if you were poor and you went, went away to university, you probably would have been sponsored by the church. So I did think, oh, that's quite nice. I like that. Him saying like... I always felt there was like a, a quite a strong sort of gay overtone between the relationship. Oh, massive, the massive uh, homoerotic. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. again, it would have been a place where gay men would have been felt comfortable yes. to, to go as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. uh, M.R. James himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't watch that If, if you believe the kind of... Well, if you watch the... So Mark Gatiss did a uh, documentary yes. which was on in... Within the last 10 years. I'm not sure when it was on, actually. And he kind of um, uh, elaborates on a lot of the kind of homoerotic subtext in the M.R. James uh canon mm. but also talks about how that they would ha- play these games where um there was a lot of groping and kind of wrestling <laughs> with young boys and stuff um and it, it's just a very difficult period of history for 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 people who were like that mm-hmm. and who are like that and, and and um i'm not sure if it's deliberate in this um i watched it but I watched an episode of The Simpsons the other day, um, <laughs> and there was a good bit where Homer that goes, wasn't what I was expecting <laughs> you to read. Homer goes to hell, and they yeah. and they said there's there's like a, a train station there. So they basically said when because this is where like where things people used to have go to hell for mm. um, now get to go to heaven. So that the, yeah. the train comes in, all that the uh. gay people get um, get to go 
to heaven now because you're allowed to be gay nowadays where you weren't back and then the people who are doing stuff and they're just saying because like morality keeps changing that you yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. you don't you just keep coming backwards and forwards to, to heaven yes. and hell and I thought mm. yeah it was a it was quite a good um good joke and quite a good observation yes mm. oh, I, I I don't think it's the crux of this but mm. I did get a big homoerotic overtone from it yes yeah, so yes I I think the biggest bit is the fact that when Michael Bryant our friend Michael Bryant who is Justin Somerton when he turns up uh, to debunk this, uh, mm. at the, we haven't said this yet, at the invitation of his student, who is yes. the young Lord Peter, Lord Dattering. And when he's introduced to his mum, he's like, oh, this is my teacher. And mm. oh, this, this, is my, this is my teacher at Oxford. And she goes, oh, yes, he's spoken about you. And then she says, oh, you must be the reason that he does so well, mm. because he's useless. And he really takes it a task and says, mm-hmm. no, your son's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, your son's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as to how he knows it. But uh, in, in, in what context? <laughs> but the fact is that, as you're quite right, you know, they really do establish that they have a very close relationship. Yes. And the fact that, you know, he goes to his house mm-hmm. <laughs> over the, you know, is, uh, is, is very strange. So, yes, we then, we then learn uh, as well that they decide, or we find out that um, Bryant is there to basically see if he can track down the uh who was it i don't i didn't write my notes got a bit uh got, got a bit got a bit weak oh no that's right abbott thomas mm-hmm. isn't it of course yes. it's just the name of the bloody i do apologize <laughs> i do apologize listener he has turned up to find the titular treasure of abbott thomas and we're told mm. that the the abbott thomas was taken before the devil, you know, before by the devil before the people could get him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. And we find out that that he was a man who had a number of interests, despite the fact he was an abbot. He was someone that, you know, he was an alchemist. In, um, and, and yes, alchemy, which is awesome. Uh, and I just put mm. down that he sounds like, a, he, like he's the man. He sounds mm. kind, of, kind of cool <laughs> and interesting. But I also and like the it, way that, it, that he's, just, he's constantly sort of making, I'm not, I'm not looking for the treasure. He keeps sort of like, the, yes, it's, no. it's just, it's just <laughs> but really obviously is. clearly is. And um, mm. yeah, yes. but they're talking about this, the, sort of this guy potentially had, uh, had found the, 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 uh, like the philosopher's stone. He, he worked out how to take turn base metals into gold. Metals into gold. When did people stop looking like that. for that? When, because that was such a big, yeah, that felt like <laughs> everyone was looking for Round that. Of, well, Ross, when we started to understand more about chemicals and how chemicals work and the periodic table, I mean, you know, in that you cannot change, you know, you know, how gold exists on the periodic table. But anyway, yes, I you're bet quite there right. are some still out there. For, for a long, long time. I, yeah. Glastonbury. And <laughs> <laughs> what I was about to say, in the same way that people believe that magical healing crystals are a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yes. probably. Glastonbury. Um, so, yeah, so then that's uh, quite. So that's what our story then becomes. As we've said, uh, previously mentioned, bit Indiana Jones. Mm. Bit uh, da Vinci Code, as they, these two characters begin to unpack the mysteries and the clues that are hidden in and around this church, which that's been you know, kind of, they figure it out. They have to go to another church where they manage to decode a stained glass window. Oh, well, it's all quite good. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite... an excellent bit of photography there, John. Yes. Isn't there? yes. Oh, it's be- it's beautiful. All of this is beautifully shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I and meant like that, but they do photography in it. There's a um... oh that part. Yes, yes. I'm yes. not so convinced by that part because he the camera shakes so much as he's taken the lens cap on and off. He would have had nothing at all. But mm. um, this is before cameras had shutter mechanisms. So 
what you did at that mm. point was that you would just take the lens cap on and off, but you had to do it without moving the camera at all, or mm. it would ruin y- your plate. But um, yes, that that does happen. But the other guy, strangely, for this, because you know you think he's the rationalist and the and, the, and a scientist, he's more kind of keen to draw it out, isn't he? Michael Bryant's character, and then he's like, "Yeah, this is this is this is what I've got." Um, it's probably a little bit more accurate accurate than your photograph, which. Um, but as with all photographs in um, ghost stories, something yes. appears on the on the. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a little weird. Uh, you see, is there not a sequence where you see something kind of fluttering outside the window as yes, well? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then you see the face, which is supposedly looking down upon where the treasure is. Mm. Um. I couldn't really make out from that what it was meant to be. No, not me. Either. But the but the jump cut to a gargoyle. Yeah. Um. You know, make you re- makes you realise that it's actually meant to be a gargoyle. Yeah. So they have they have to try and identify mm. find the gargoyle and see what the gargoyle was looking at. Yes. Essentially, the only thing in the churchyard, which is like a big hole in the ground. What What has led them mm. to believe that the treasure, or led Michael Bryant's character to believe? What has led him to believe that the treasure is in this place? Have oh. I missed that part? I at this there was something about just his research. Yeah. Oh, really? There was like four. There was looking for four yeah, different people, weren't they? And then they found the 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 um the oh, windows with yes. the four people in. And and that's what the yes I remember now that's what the boy is kind of thinking about while the séance is happening, isn't it? That yes, he, he starts hearing voices, doesn't he? Yes, 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 yes. I remember now because in the story it's quite different, and it's to do with um, windows that are bought from Germany and imported into Britain after the Reformation, or something to do with yeah. So as it, as you said in the introduction it's to do with um the actual story is set in germany um because he, the guy goes to find um where the windows were originally part of in some kind of um cathedral or whatever in germany um yeah so they they managed to find like there's a it did make me feel a little bit uh, a bit of vertigo being up on top of the uh, Wales <laughs> Cathedral trying to find the the, the correct um, uh, gargoyle. Uh, then there's so they got the young boy sort of climbing all over the the roof mm. to find the right one. But whilst Michael Bryant's been attacked by birds, which is yeah, he's got the willies up there, hasn't he? Mm. Um, and I don't blame him to be honest. It looks um, you need John Lopes up there, really, don't you? <laughs> or um, Fred Dibner, yeah. So what happens then? Because my notes are rubbish for this. All I've got is homoerotic and substantial changes to the story so far. <laughs> well, yeah. well, they they, they realise that certain parts of the window have been painted over. So they oh yes, well mm-hmm. that that then does chime. The way they've changed the the pacing of the story here, and so they've already found at this point where they think the treasure is, which is this hole in the cemetery, isn't it? Whereas in the original M.R. James story, the the part where you he scrapes off the the paint on the window frame, that is that tells him more about where the treasure is. Whereas this part comes after the the hole in the ground, and it kind of loses a bit of momentum mm. for me there because it's like what 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 
Well, they, that, have a, they have a code-breaking session after that point. Yes. Don't they? Does that just does that just tell yeah. them what the treasure is at that point? I, to be honest, I can't remember. I thought it was something to do with like <laughs> them knowing how far this down is what people listen how for. far down the, the well to go and what what's written and what stone. Because he's basically saying um, it could be yeah. behind any stone in that in yes. that well. Well, yeah. And, I think I think this as a TV production, this has got loads of atmosphere. But I think the story has been kind of messed about with slightly too much at this point because mm. it's like it, once you found where the treasure is you you would literally just go and look for the treasure wouldn't you mm-hmm. you wouldn't start scraping bits of mm. paint off uh yeah but i think stained glass windows and stuff i think it's kind of um so you know, we did we know it's in the well but we don't know where to find it and then they find that there's a certain stone which has got like seven stars with something on it mm, or, yeah. yeah 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 but it's, it's kind of spo- I think it's seven eyes. Eyes, yeah. Yeah. But in my mind from reading the book, it was a vertical well. Yes, it's a well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's almost like a a storm drain sort of thing. Yes. You have to climb down. Yeah. Um, Which kind of sort of, that that kind of sport my, uh, the picture of the story in my mind. Well, it's ironic that in wells, they couldn't find a well to um, climb down, (laughs) isn't it, Keeves? (laughs) In my mind, it looks like the bit in um, the third Batman film that Christopher Nolan did, where it's the big kind of cylindrical thing that that Batman has to climb out of to um, escape. It's it's a bit like that, but a bit smaller. I think you'll be surprised, John, if you ever listen listen to any of these podcasts, which I know you don't, you do refer to the Nolan Batman films quite a lot. um, Do I really? Yeah, I was listening to one the other day. Which, what was I referring to in that one? I can't remember what what it was. You was talking about dark. Um, you was talking about the Dark Knight, but you couldn't remember what it was called. But yeah, the big, the middle one is one of the best films I've ever seen. But the other ones aren't quite so good. I just find with any Christopher Nolan film, the first time you watch it, they're brilliant. After whenever you watch off that, you think this is way too long. I can't. I, <laughs> yeah, I can't I watch, watch the last hour of this. I watched Tenant, ten, not Tenant, not David Tenant. I watched Tenet recently. Tenet. And I yes. had absolutely no idea what it was about. Um, the villain was rubbish. It was a very, it's a very poor film. Oh, I, kind I saw of it in the cinema it. and I was so annoyed at the sound. Really? Oh, I really? I to ever watch it again. Yeah. Because yeah, you could barely hear it. Yeah, the yeah, sound, yeah, There yeah. was lots of stuff at the time saying that the sound's shocking. And, it, yeah. you know, it's like the special effects and the soundtrack were really loud. The dialogue is like... Yeah. And, and yeah, and anyway, sorry. It's like... And in a twisty, <laughs> turny, high theory, yeah. high concept time film, it's like, I don't explain what's happening. Yeah. But then you just go, all right, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell me what happens at the end. Dunkirk's yeah, good. Yeah, you know. Dunkirk's my favourite of his films, I think. No, Dunkirk's good. Often I, did, I didn't like Dunkirk. Did not? <laughs> no. I, you could see modern buildings in it. And I thought, well, oh, yeah. God. Especially when you were, there was in Weymouth. He was like, <laughs> actually filming. Where I don't we, know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, was, the, it, that's where they shot it. Yeah, it? when they leave to go off um, on the uh, on um, Mark Rylance's boat, that's all down in Weymouth. Oh, no way. Yeah, because yeah, the first mm. scene where they're walking down the streets and all the paper, is there paper coming down? And I was like, all these buildings look brand new. It doesn't look mm. like 1940s. You see Weymouth Pavilion, which I think was built in the, like, the late 60s. <laughs> so anyway, where are we with this now? Uh... So he's so uh, Michael Bryan has gone gone down into the uh, the crypt. He finds where the treasure should be 
he pulls the wall to one side or the wall, kind of like a section of the wall yeah. comes up. And then it's my last note. I've just written ooze. Yeah, the- <laughs> there's, there's a lot of ooze. Yeah. There's some good- Something sort of like a black ooze comes out. Yeah. And basically starts chasing him. Yeah. Yes. It's a very effective series of jump cuts. Uh, it's a, it's a montage mm. of like a face in a puddle the ooze coming out, screaming, blah, blah, mm. blah. And, and there's a bit of a... Is there not, again, a bit of a claw over the face, which yeah. is a bit of a trope of these? Yes. Um, all that is done really well. I think this this one, for me, lags in the middle, where it's it becomes this slightly, like you say, um, Indiana Jonesy kind mm. of where's the treasure thing. When you actually get mm. to the treasure and you find out that there is a guardian i'm doing inverted commas mm. yes. that's when it becomes good because that's the horror and, and that's like yeah and this is where yeah. in a normal story you'd expect well one of these other versions of a uh one of his ghost stories this is where it would end but um it carries yes. on which was which is quite interesting yes yes because it puts the willies up michael bryant let's mm. face it there's no there's no two, two ways about it we're, yes. we're, we're then told that he's kind of like in uh he's 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 in solitary confinement. He's yeah. he's become a recluse, hasn't he? While he yeah. recovers, and we're told it's nerves. Mm. He says it's it's my nerves. And and the the, um, um, the maid is annoyed then, that slime keeps coming up the stairs and uh, <laughs> stairs. Exactly, the slime is after him, and he says. Um, so young, you know, they his I've forgotten his name right. I've off the IMDb character page. Mm, yeah. Sorry, his protege. Uh, all right, so yeah. His protege goes to see him and says, oh, what did you find down there? And he's like, what was it? And he's like, it's worthless. It's, you know, it's it's not yeah. worth anything at all. Although, yeah. was I wrong or did I just get the wrong end of the stick? That when he then looks inside, it does look yeah, like a gold Yeah, he sees coins. that it, no, he sees that it is gold. But I obviously. think, yeah, Michael Bryant doesn't see it as that though. No, I think he's been unhinged yes. at yeah. this point, hasn't he? yes. Yeah, so oh, that's good. I, I didn't miswatch that. That's yeah. good. No. And then, you know, so they're kind of like, oh, and he, so he's like, oh, okay then. Um, and he goes, oh, yeah, you know, there, there was nothing. And, you know, it, it's, but the, you know, it was guarded mm. by this thing. Um, and now I feel that, you know, it's, it, it's, I'm in its sight, I'm in its grasp, and mm. it, it's going to get me. Um, and then we have the final scene in which. Mm he's been sort of put into a wheelchair and sort of rolled out into the gardens. Mm. Um, and they, they, there is kind of uh, a very much a, like a coda conversation all about mm. the unknown mm. and death and what have you. And, and then with that, they kind of say, Oh look, the doctor's on his way to see you. And it's mm. the classic kind of 1800s doctor man in a wide brimmed black hat. Yes. Walking down towards him from, from this country lane. And they're mm. like, okay, well, we'll leave you with the doctor then. Um, and then uh, they leave him. And then Michael Bryant goes to turn to the doctor to say, oh, hello, doctor, how are you? And we realise, oh, my God, it's not the doctor. That was some kind of apparition. It's now just this black hooded figure. Mm. Basically, it's death mm. has has come for him. And then that be the end. Yeah. Yeah. Good so then Michael Bryant good end, yeah. comes to a sticky end yet again. So no. he he did ask his um, protege to put the treasure back. Do we think yes. he did it, did it or not? Because it's never clear whether he. We don't see. Well, he does it in the story, and mm. that's the point of the story yes, is that, right. that the storyteller in the story is asked 
fro- to go from London to wherever the the treasure is. Mm. Well, does he um, get a telegram to come to come to Germany or something? Because I thought that yes. this was, like it, how long it would have taken for him to send a telegram that then that guy would yeah, like yeah, to yeah, yeah, get yeah, to yeah, Europe, yeah. travel across Europe. Yes, that's what happens. Mm. Um, with this, you're not sure whether he has returned the the treasure or not. I presume that he has. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the, the, the ending is very neat actually. And it's really, it's a really good mm. ending. You don't know whether it's Creepy. a figure of the Grim Reaper. You don't know whether it's the abbot himself who has come back to visit. Mm. Good um, point. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a good, a good kind of ambiguous ending. And I think it does sort of, it does tie in with, um, and a lot of these things, you, you see that sort of dark figure, oh, in the distance coming towards you and yeah. mm. sort of the oncoming, oncoming death. Mm. Um, mm. So it's good. Mm. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, when we first watched these, this was my favourite because I really enjoyed the um, sort Ooh. of the uh, the treasure hunting side of things. Mm. But watching them a second time, mm. I think it's almost like too much uh, for these kind of stories. Whereas mm. the uh, the the first one we watched um, last week, uh, Stores of Barchester. Um, there's not much tighter. plot, but there's a, a lot. But there's story. a lot going on in it. There's a lot of kind yes, of like, um, yeah. Sort of, there's a lot, more, a lot going on with the sort of the backstory and the yeah. the, kind of the legends mm. and everything. Whereas this is quite, it's it's a treasure hunt, and when they get there, it's just a monster or, yeah, or, yeah, or a spirit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you want to give the um this one? Uh, I, this is a this is a three for me. I would say. Yeah. 
Not free for John. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it, but whereas with uh with the, with the first one, I, 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 I there was so much going on on that, and that sort of yeah. made me think a lot. This one, it was like, oh, it's enjoyable. And always nice to see Michael Bryant again, because yeah. as you know, you're a country lad and you know the sound of rap makes. Yeah. But apart from that, you know, it was it, it was fine. It was enjoyable, but yeah, that's fine. One and done for me there. So yeah, a three. Fantastic. Right. Do you want to talk about anything horrific, guys? Very quickly, because we've been on for two hours. Uh, last week we were on for an hour, and tonight we've been on for. An yeah, hour. and also you know we we are counting down now to that. Um, well, yeah, we're not we're not far away from midnight. Yeah, we guys. need to go and get some um, top of our champagne, don't we? I recently on eBay bought a pan book, which I'd seen, which is called A Guide to the Supernatural in England, Scotland. And Wales, I don't know what Northern Ireland has done to them. <laughs> haunted, haunted Britain by Anthony D. Hippersley Cox, and I right think this now. is a bit of a cult book. Um, it came out in the seventies, seventy-three. It's quite as I'm flicking through the pages here, so Cleves and James can see. Mm. It's quite mm. lavishly illustrated Ooh, with nice. photographs of the time, Ooh. but it's also. Um, the kind of opening page is oh. a great shot of a, of a skull in a cupboard. That's yes. So if you Amazing. can find this on eBay, it's 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 just yeah, it's quite a riveting read. I've gone through it and had a good read about what's um. Is Dorset or Dorchester in there? Well, let's have a look, shall we? I'm sure it is. Um, I think you can edit out the delay while I find uh, England. Obviously, <laughs> it's not in alphabetical order. So, for Dorch, Dorch, we've got Dorchester, St. Peter's Church. Mm-hmm. It's said to be haunted by Nathaniel Templeman. Okay. Uh, one time rector. He appears only in order to remonstrate when some evil deed is done. He literally put the fear of God into two churchmen who, exhausted by putting on the Christmas decorations, thought they would refresh themselves with communion wine. Oh. So you've got you've got Abbotsbury, you've yep. got Lytton Cheney, yeah, only here. You've got Lyme Regis, yeah, Abbot Abbotsbury, up- home of PJ Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> you've got Upline, That's where PJ Harvey lives, and you've got Betterscombe. Cool. You need to take some photographs of those pages for me and send them over. Actually, you've got quite a lot. You've got Wimborne Minster. Yeah, that's where they got the. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah. You've got Pool, the Crown Head in Market Yay. Street was described in 1966 by the Dorset Herald as the latest in a long line of local premises plagued by poltergeists. Yeah, yeah and that's At why the they, hotel, they, they yeah. saw audible, like, like um, mist and everything, yeah, I think. Well, they saw audible, visible and telekinetic phenomena cleaves. Um, they include the sound of a body being dragged across the floor and mm. the appearance of a fluorescent mist. Yes, if you go to Dark Dorset, <laughs> the um, haunted Oops. pubs of Paul, I... Yeah. Uh, Play the sound of that um, body being dragged oh. along. And we, um, when we was in that pub, doing our pub crawler haunted pubs, um, people, uh, we was talking about the, the sound of some children playing outside in the in the um, mm. the courtyard. Bit. We looked out there, and there was no one there. But we oh. heard the children playing. Out there. Oh, that's good. Yes, yeah, so Derek Akora. Yeah, Derek Akora and Dell. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was what, what was his goat spirit guide? 
Sam. Sam. Joey. Joey. Sam. 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 Joey. Sam. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a Native American name, James, is it? Like yeah. Sam does. Sam does. <laughs> he, he, he was from um, was he Somalia, or something? wasn't he? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, are we gonna we're gonna probably review lot two four nine or whatever it's called? Are we? If you like, yeah. Next yeah. time, but yeah. we've already actually don't put this on because we've already seen it, haven't we? Yes, we have seen it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So let's just all anticipate oh, yeah, what we thought of it. I thought it was really good. What do you think? I, I, I really loved it. I know Mark Gatiss has had some criticism before in the past, but I thought this one was really good. Did you think John Logie Blair in um, Doctor Who was Mark Gatiss? Because I was like, oh, Mark Gatiss in it, but and it wasn't. No, him. I didn't. No. Not at all. No. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ten episodes you got out of us this year. Oh, Jesus Christ, really? Not yeah. Well, by me doing splitting this into two, it ended up being ten episodes. So, wow, really? Yes, yeah. um, yes, and we hope to see you next year for more. Um, well, this year, I, I hope you see. I hope to see you later in this year of the 2024. No, but it will be this year now because it's just it's just gone midnight. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there in a minute. Uh, Someone's just coming with a lump of coal. Um, so we, <laughs> I've got to go. It's Fred West. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> he's, climb, he's climbing through the letterbox. Box. I've got to go. <laughs> so, let's hope we all survive this year, and I'm looking forward to the new government, which yes. will be coming in at some point this year. Yes. And, and um, yeah, happy New Year, and we'll see you all. Happy New Year, wherever you may be. Later, in, later this month. Have light and peace. Happy day. Bye. Bye. Well done, everyone. Good job. show and continue the conversation at patreon.com forward slash general witchfinders 
subscribe and spread the word at generalwitchfinders.com. Farewell, and don't have nightmares. I'm eating a chocolate croissant, by the way, but I'm not going to stop, so right. just live with it. <laughs> okay. That's, <laughs> that, that's the start of the autobiography. <laughs> that's the first line. Well, pretend- I'm not going to stop, just just live with let's it. Let's pretend it's like uh, New Year's Eve, um, sort of like party food from... from- oh. <laughs> John's, just, John's just popped upstairs from the, the party, which is raging downstairs, just to do mm. a little recording yep. for us here on New Year's Eve, waiting right. for the Hootenanny to kick yep. off. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, uh, a, a rag and bone man will be on Hoot and Annie. Won't he? He, he, he tends to be a, a regular fixture I'm, these days. I'm hoping for Amy Winehouse. So, what was the drunkest you ever got on New Year's Eve? I don't think. I've oh, ever you know it. what it is, Ross. That's when you drunk loads of um, Baileys, wasn't it, in Wimborne, and then what? yes, and my brother had to sort of nurse you to health dress as a tubby tubby. <laughs> Correct. Because what happened, dear listener? is Ross and I went out on New Year's Eve and both of us had one of the rare occasions where we could afford drinks. We both had money. Uh, and we just did this thing where we said, right, it was it was Ross's idea. I remember this quite clearly. Ross said, what we'll do is we'll take it in turns to go up and buy drinks, but you've got to drink whatever the other person brings back. Right, okay. I can't remember doing so that. So it yeah. was just... There you go. You see, that's what happened. And so we've been drinking a lot of vodka, a lot of Mm. vodka. And then you came back or either possibly I came back with, I can't quite remember, with with some Baileys, which is, and of course the the, the cream in the Baileys just curdled in my stomach. And I was just horribly sick, horribly, horribly sick. Fortunately, I wasn't too sick anywhere. I didn't, you know, kind of bespoil the Cleaver family home. I managed to get to a toilet, but I pretty much just like oh. lived in Ross's bathroom for the night. And then Ross's brother came back early in the morning to find me <laughs> dressed as a, in a state of disrepair. Lala, I think it was. One was a green man. As, uh, yes, Dipsy. and he was, yeah. he was dressed as, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, that was the drunkest I've ever got on New Year's Eve. I, I can't remember. I don't think, like, there's not often I actually... I can remember actually. I got uh, I was dressed as Wolverine down <laughs> down at um, on Weymouth um, seafront, and there was some old guy who was dressed as a postman Pat in a like a cardboard postman Pat van, mm. and I spent most of the time talking to him. Um, Fuck's sake! My wife couldn't find me because I was talking to postman Pat. Oh my god, father! Well, Only to find you is that there was no postman, postman Pat. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually driving, so I I never. Uh, I think only since COVID have we really been in the house. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and uh, so we've just done nothing the last few years. Watched literally watched Tsunami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It comes or, to us. Sunstreaker, side swipe, Autobots, start your engines! 
Ready, Prime? Let's roll! They were on a cusp at that point of um, the figures and then the cars and whatever looking like something. And then after that, it was just like the figure think, yeah. looks a bit like a figure and the, and then the car just looks like nothing. Yeah, the head, yeah they over. Like, I think the triple changes, it all masters. started to go a bit wrong with like triple changes and stuff, didn't it? Because they just look future. Mm. Yes, oh, futuristic yeah. cars don't yep. uh, just crap. Whereas like jazz... And all the original ones were so good, um, and like Megatron, the proper. I always gun wanted to start. Was it called Starfire? After that, Star? it, it all started uh, the, to go Jetfire, Jetfire, Starscream, or Jetfire. Yeah, I had I had uh, Jetfire. No, don't think to, so. Uh, this is a story. Now, did I not tell you this the other day? Oh, oh, as a nice. voice note, belt buckle. Oh, he's looking yeah, good, James, right. isn't he? Yes, Rodimus Prime. The future leader mm, of the Autobots. Yeah. Yeah, you want to get cupped, girl. Once that. he's got the creation matrix. Yeah. yeah. Looks amazing, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Blur. It was Cup, cup Blur and Hot Rod, wasn't it? Um, um, I had Jetfire because my father used to come and visit like every few months uh, if if he could be bothered. And then he'd, we'd go to Wellsbourne Market <laughs> and um, he'd spend quite a lot on me because he never bothered to do anything yeah. else. Wow. But he basically ba- bought me Jetfire in like a boxed Jetfire. And I remember That's the better. box and everything. I remember when I was at my and, uncle's um, house once near Christmas. Like, that looks and amazing. Someone, I found it, Jetfire in the box. You were, oh, <laughs> you were not meant to have seen that. And I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get Jetfire oh. for Christmas. Yeah. And I, and my cousin got it. It wasn't me. You know, it was like, oh. But wasn't Jetfire like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, from some other range yes. of toys? He wasn't actually a Transformer. <laughs> yes. Was, yes, yeah. I think he was. Was he not Bandai? And then they bought the rights for Bandai. But um, so I had Jetfire, and then I and I remember having him for quite a long time. But then don't know what happened to him. My mother probably sold yeah. it yeah, after I same. left home. And I saw one the other day, boxed three hundred and ninety pounds mm-hmm. in the shop in Cardiff because I went down. I caught the train down to go and have a look at Transformers have- in this shop. The only one they had left was Jetfire for 390 <laughs> quid. And that's, I can't, I'm trying to sell my Rover 75 because it needs <laughs> we had to be the Transformers <laughs> the MOT. We had a I load anyway. I can't even get that much of a fucking um, car. And then the, we, the boys over the road swapped us all their Transformers for an old ZX Spectrum. <laughs> so we had all we had, wow. we had all the Dino Bots. We had Ultra Magnus, oh, the Meg- Metroplex. Yeah. We had oh. um, the one, the Constructor Cons that all joined together yeah. into like, the big, we had all of those. Yeah. And then we. S- and we sold all of them, including like Scorpionock yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Devastator. Mm. At, 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 um, car boot sale in order to get enough money to the buy pennies. an Atari Lynx. And then... Yeah, oh, I loved yeah. Scorpionock. And then... I, well, then our, then our mum made <laughs> us spend the money to go to Minehead instead. And how much and is that worth now? We had to wait till Christmas to get the, the, um, the Lynx. The Lynx. Yeah. Um, I saw... That's the kind of thing my mother would do. <laughs> She opened a savings account for me and then knowing, spent all the money that was well, in it. They know full well that it's all like, <laughs> like geeks in their forces like us now. I see they've started re-releasing all the original G1 again. John, I saw because like Forbidden Planet. Had yeah, it, yeah. Because um, I, I was, Soundwave was the one that I always wanted and never got. Mm. And you can get him and you know, you're like, Ooh. 
Oh, oh, Rosebuds. Yes. I want that. Like, it won't make you happy, you're already about. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, it's I like, know. I could. Have you seen the actual now. robotic yeah. um, Optimus Prime that's transforms? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so, yes. Yes. Mm. Mm. I, I I just I mean I was more into the comic than the toys. Really? I loved the comic, and I've rebought some of the issues that I remember now, and they are spectacularly mm. like spellbinding. Uh, just uh, amazing. Target target what, two goes in the in the and, um, um, volcano. The one where Galvatron finally dies, and he's. Oh no no he doesn't die in that one he doesn't die in that one. He dies in um, With Death's Head, uh, a one called Time Wars, <laughs> which yes. obviously predates uh, Doctor Death's Head's in it. Yeah, but mm. um, he is kind cool. of um, the forces of time, like rip Galvatron to pieces, and he turns into this skull, and then he just disappears. And um, I bought that uh, oh. probably in lockdown, and I looking at it again, I was just like, "Fuck, this mm. is magical stuff." Um, the writer, Simon Furman, yeah, the writer, still, was so I was, amazing. I was moaning I about my kids just playing Minecraft just all the time. But, I said, well, I, but then I said, but um, at least they're, they're building, they're making things, even though it's virtual. Making I was, things. I yeah. went in there the other day, I looked what they was doing, they built all this city and everything. And I said, but, you know, what, what I, all I built was like draw pictures. So I did an alternate um, timeline of Transformers yeah. if they landed in uh, World War Two, And Octopus Prime was a big um, searchlight. Uh, which he transformed into, <laughs> and the and the Decepticons joined up with the Nazis, and and the, uh, Megatron was a Megatron Amazing. was a big tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. quite good. So welcome to Transformer Cast. Yeah. Well, um, he became a tank. In yeah, yeah. I'd listen to that. I'd do things, <laughs> yeah, didn't good. he? But all. <laughs> I, have you recorded all of this? <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking earlier, we should <laughs> yeah, try I think and do a possible. podcast where what we review we do doesn't it. actually I could probably do a version podcast. of it. Okay, okay. This is the version where we talk about the film. Now, this Just is the to bit, see yeah, like, how far like we can take one it. One hour 20. Now, here's the version where we yeah. don't mention the film, which is one hour 15. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just get right to the end and go, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we're talking about um, Dr. Fibes well, Rises Again, and then it just... So which one? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 